Welcome, everyone. So um, this week we're going to learn Parshas Vayakel. But before we start, I would like to tell everyone that I get a Mazel Tov, that a few days ago um, I uh, put out a new book. The book is called A Guide to the Guide. Now, if you know, all these weeks, many times, I, um, I mention things from the Rambam and the Mar and the Vuchem. So it seems like I'm uh, like an old expert in the Mar Nevuchim. I'm not. Mar um, Nevuchim uh, is very difficult, safer to read. And uh, I tried many times, many times, like three times, four times. I tried to learn Mar Nevuchim, and I just, I just couldn't get into it. It was so complicated. I couldn't just like, it was like, I just couldn't get into it. And I know many other people have had the same experience. It's just uh, opaque. It's very hard to do it. Uh, so uh, six years ago, I I made a chavrusaschaft with uh, Yosef Chaim Kohn from from Chicago, and we learned it for uh, for five years. We learned more. He had been through it a couple of times, so he was much more familiar than I was, and he sort of helped me get through it. And we learned it beyond for five years, and uh, I can't say that I really know it now, but there's a lot of the Vuchim which which uh, I've discovered, and which I, I, I mentioned these in, in, these, uh, in these sessions. So um, I wrote up, uh, uh, what I did was, I wrote a summary of every single chapter in the book. There are 170 chapters, something like that, 170 chapters. And I wrote a summary, in my own words, in readable English, where I give the, the gist of what he says in every chapter, and uh, and therefore, so a person could read my book, and get uh, and get the idea of what the Marnevuchim is about, all the things that he goes through, anthropomorphisms, prophecy, hashgacha, um, you know, malachim, um, um, all, all questions of philosophy, uh, the, the mitzvahs, everything. I just covered everything in in a summary, and this is the book. It's called Guide to the Guide. And it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, that's what it is. It's a guide to the Sefer. It's not a translation of the Sefer. There are translations, and we learned off translations. We had four translations, but, but uh, the translations are, th- those are the ones that are hard. I didn't learn it, and we never tried to learn it in the original Arabic. So it's either there's Ibn Tibin, there's Kapach, and Friedlander, and Pines, and all of them are very difficult to read. So, but this is what we did for five years, and I believe was really worth the effort. And I feel that this is really one of the important accomplishments of my life. Now, um, this book is available from Amazon, and I'm not only from Amazon. In the meantime, it's not available in stores. Now, the reason why I'm telling you this, it's not commercial. I'll tell you the story. Um, I don't know if all of you know, but I wrote uh, a series of 12 historical novels, the Strasbourg Saga, under the name Avner Gold. And I wrote them back in the 80s. And a few years ago, I rewrote them, and I republished them with Art Scroll. And, and when I rewrote them, I expanded them, I revised them, and I expanded them, made them much bigger, and I believe much better. So the first book is called The Promised Child. They were very popular books. And when the first revision of The Promised Child came out, so the new, the new edition, so a younger man called me up that he uh, is from a in Chicago, 
he called me up and he told me that the younger light and the Kailal were talking that they all, you know, they loved the promised child, the first one, and now they say there's a, a, a revision. Could it be as good as the old? Could it be maybe even better? They didn't know. They were speculating. So he went out and he bought he bought a copy and he read it and he called me up to tell me that he read it that he loved it it was definitely very superior to the previous one so i told him okay so please go tell all your friends so he says yeah my friends are all lined up to borrow it already <laughs> so so but, <laughs> but the point is that i would rather sell 2,000 books and have 10,000 people read it, then sell 5,000 books and have 1,000 people read it. The point is not about money. The point is about my books are, those books are full of Hashkafa and Devei Torah and, and Jewish history and, and my purpose, I'm not worried about Parnassus, don't worry. Bonshon takes care of me. Uh, but, but, uh, but, you know, the point is Harbatsus Torah. So this is also, I'm interested in that's what I want. This is my work. It was a tremendous amount of effort. I want to be Marbids, the Torah of the Rambam, not only in halacha, but in, in Jewish thought and philosophy. And believe me, if any of you goes out to buy one book and lends it to a hundred people, I'm thrilled. Okay, so the reason why I'm mentioning is I want to, if you go into your bookstores and you won't find it, in the mean, this was this was not on, not in the bookstores yet. Right now, it's only available on on uh, Amazon. If you look up uh, "Guide to the Guide" Reinman, you'll find it right away. Okay, that's that. Now let's get down to Tachlis. Parshas Vayakel. So really, beside, I mean, I want to speak about the Pasha, but at the end, there's something I want to speak about, which is really a very global issue. And I have like a thought on it, and I sent I sent a letter to Rabbi Moshe Shapiro and to Rabbi Chaim Kanievsky uh, with my thought on this. And uh, my son gave me gave my letters to both of them. So Rabbi Moshe Shapiro went through it and he told them that he liked it very much. Didn't write me anything, but Rabbi Chaim Kanievsky wrote me a long letter. What does a long letter mean? Uh, my son is Rosh Chabura in the mirror, and one of his young light had a question, he had a son, his name is Yeshaya. His name really Yeshaya Yeshayahu. So he wrote a letter to Rav Chaim Kanievsky to ask him this question. He got back the letter and he looked at it and was blank. He couldn't understand why he gave him a blank letter. But then he looked closely, he saw a tiny black line. In other words, he was telling him it's with a vav. So Rav Chaim Kanievsky is extremely, uh, you know, economical in the letters that he writes. My letter is two lines long, and I will show it to you later. Okay. Now, first thing I want to tell Zachan is this. It says that Vayasas Kolkleim is Bayach, he made him is Bayach, and he made all the Kalem is Bayach, as Asirois, Ayoim, and Mizrakois, or Mizlogois, Amachtois, Asirois are Pats, Yoim, I don't know what they are, Mizrakois are these uh, sort of little pots they used to make zrika, mezlaklis's forks, machta's shovels, all these kalim, they made them, and they made them nechoshes. They were made of, of, of uh, copper. And it says in Truma, Taka, that you have to, in Truma, the Pasuk says that you should make it nechoshes, 
Chol Kelov Tassin Nechoshes, and that's what they did. They made it Nechoshes. So the Maskel David asks from the Gemara in Yuma. He asks on the Gemara in Yuma. The Gemara says Mishnah. It says Avodis Yom Kippurim. B'chol Yoyim Hayachaytu B'shel Kesef U'Ma'ara B'shel Zov B'Toich Shel Zov. He used to take out the coals from Mizbeah for the Mizbeah Haktoyres with a, with a with a silver keli and a gold keli. Vayoyim and on Yom Kippur he didn't use silver. Vayoyim Chaytu B'shel Zov Aboyim Machnes. He used to um, every day they used to take the coals with a silver. Uh, shovel, put it into a gold keli, and that they took inside. And on Yom, on, uh, Yom Kippur, then he used to shovel it with gold and take it in with the keli with which he took. So these were the clay of Mizbeach, and they were in gold and silver. And it says that this has to be in the Chayshas. So he asked the Kasha, how could that be? Okay, so I want to address that question. So it says like this, The Pasuk tells us that he made the Mizbeach and he made um, he made the uh, the Kalim, then he made the Michbar, was like the band that went around uh, the Mizbeach, and then he made the uh, rings and he put in the Badim. Now before, by the uh, Shulchan, it says that he made the Shulchan and then he made the rings, I made the badim, and he put in the, the, the badim, and then he made the kalim. So by shulchan it says he made the kalim. After he made the whole shulchan, he made the rings. I mean, you would think we make the rings and the badim to carry it. Means the shulchan is finished, and he made the rings, and then the kalim is a different thing. Then he made the kalim. But Mizbech it says the opposite. First it says that he made the kalim, then he made the badim, and, uh, and, and only then he, put, he made the, the rings and he put in the bottom. So what's the difference? Now I want to say the difference like this, that the shulchan, the function of the shulchan is passive. The shulchan is just there to stand there, stand there looking pretty. The shulchan, it's, it's gold uh, sides and shelves and there's the lechem aponim on it. There's no active avoid in the shulchan. The shulchan is just to be there. Bashenken by the Mizbeach, the Mizbeach, the, the Mizbeach is the place where the Avoida is done. So the function of the Kalim by the Shulchan is really has nothing to do, it's only like a machshir. It's only to, to be able to put something on, so you need Kalim. But, the, but the, the Shulchan itself does not function with Kalim. It functions just by standing there. Mizbech, on the other hand, functions with kalim. You avoid this with zrika, so you need a mizrak. You have to take the coals, you have to get machta, everything in mizlogos, because aktara is, you have aktara, so you need the, the forks to, to, to turn them over to make sure everything, everything burns well. So the kalim are part of the function of the mizbech. So therefore, by the shulchan, first he tells you, so the, 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 the kalim are not part of the shulchan. They're not part of it. They're just a side thing that you need for the shulchan. So first he tells you the whole shulchan, and you make the rings, and you make the badim, and then he tells you about the kalim, which are there to, you know, because for practicality, you need kalim. But they're not part of the shulchan, so it doesn't belong there when you're talking about making the shulchan. Making the rings and the badim, that's the completion of the shulchan, and afterwards he tells us about the kalim. 
But Mizbeach, on the other hand, the Kalim are part of the Mizbeach. They belong to the Mizbeach. The whole function of Mizbeach is the platform and the Kalim. That's what the Mizbeach is. They're part of the Mizbeach. Therefore, first he tells you make the Mizbeach. Then he tells you you make the Kalim. And then he tells you that, 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 that they're Abadim. So if the Kalim are part of the Mizbeach, so therefore, if the Mizbeach is Nechoshes, then the Kalim have to be Nechoshes. But that was in the Mishkan, where the Mizbeach was Nechoshes. But in the Bin Lamim, in the base of Migdosh, the Mizbeach was not Nechoshes. It was Avonim. It wasn't made of, of, of copper. It was made of stone. So therefore, the, the Kalim are no longer, not going to make the Kalim of stone, so what are you going to make it of? So you make it of gold and silver. You make it of the best. So this mitzvah, to make it of the Chayshes, was only in the Mishkan, where the Mizbech is in the Chayshes, therefore the Kalim also have to be in the Chayshes. In the Mishnah and Yuma, they don't have to be in the Chayshes. Another point, before I get to the Chaim Konevsky, it says at the end, V'yas es abadim atzei shitim, the end of this of the of the Pasha of the Mizbech says he made it Nevuv Luchai. So what does that mean? It was made of a frame, but the interior was hollow. The interior was hollow. So that's how you made it. It wasn't a solid piece. It was it was made of like Rashi says, Halucha Shlatashitamchal Ruach. You have boards of 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 uh, cedar wood in no it's not cedar shitam on on each side. And the hollow band, so the middle was hollow. That's how you made it. So that's how you make the Mizbeach. It should be there by the making the Mizbeach. Why is it all the way at the end? After everything is over. That after you finished Tabas and everything and you made it, then the, then the Pasuk tells us that the Mizbeach was hollow. And it's the same thing in Truman, same thing, it's all the way at the end. So I want to say a chat like this, why is it hollow? So there could be two reasons for this. One reason, Pashat, is because if the Mizbeach was solid, it would be extremely, extremely heavy, so you wouldn't be able to carry it. So that's what it could be. I saw this reason somewhere. There's also a medrash that says that that it's, it symbolizes the hollowness of the of the people who are chayta by the eagle. So the mizbeach is mechaper. So saying that these people were hollow, and therefore the mizbeach has to be hollow. So the hollowness of the mizbeach was a reduction in the mizbeach. It was not part of the construction of the mizbeach. Mizbeach really should have been solid but it was reduced to be hollow. Therefore, it's brought afterwards because it's part of, it, it's, it detracts from Mizbech. It's not part of the Binyan of Mizbech. That's why it says all the way at the end. Okay, now I'll get to the topic that I wrote to Reb Chaim about. In the Torah, you see in the Gemara, every extra vav, the Gemara will darshan, what does the Vav mean? And he was like this. And what, how does he learn the Vav? And he learned the Vav. And what is this? Every, every ice, everything. Every Everything, everything has to have a value, a meaning. And here you have a parasha of Truma and Tetzava. And in Vayakel and Pikude, it is repeating. Hundreds of Sukkim are repeated. What's the purpose? Why are you repeating all these psukim? It says in the Torah that Rabban Shalom told Nayach, 
The Bansham told Noyach that he should build a teva. And he gave him the exact dimensions, make it like this, exact dimensions. And at the end it says, That was it. We know the instructions, Noyach did what Hashem told him. So we know what he did. It doesn't say, and then Noyach went, and he did this, and he did that. Because it's just repetitive. Why, why be repetitive? It just says, So why don't you say over here also, Why don't you say that? Vayakel is is about the, the binyan of the Mizbe, uh, of, of of the Mishkan. Pekudai is a repetition of the of the big big day Kahuna. Shmini is a repetition of the Karbonus of Miluem. Are repeated. It says already before that in in uh, in Tetzave, all the all the Karbonus of Miluem. It's repeated in Shmini. Everything's repeated. Why? To show Hashivas. Okay, I mean. Okay, Hashiva is very important, but uh, you know, with a sheer, with an extent, why, why hundreds of sukkim are repeated? And then there's the other thing, which is like uh, in Pasha's Nasai, you have six psukim, the matonas of the Nasiim, six psukim, Karbonic, Kars, Kesafachas, everybody knows, again and again, 12 times these six psukim are repeated. What is the purpose of that? You know, what is the purpose? You know, there's a lot of Torah it, but what's the purpose? Uh, to me, that is the biggest riot to Torah ben Hashemayim. The part of Nosoi. Not even Nakapakudai, Nosoi. Six psukim consecutively, they repeated the exact same psukim, 12 times again and again and again and again, again and again, like why? You know, so uh, uh, a human being who is coming to falsify and create a fictional a Torah and, and make believe that it's real and to write a Torah would never do such a thing. Nobody would do such a thing. It must be Minashamayim. Now, why? I don't know. You have to know why. But this to me is the biggest raya to Torah Minashamayim. You know, what person in his right mind would do this? You know? So it can't be a person. It must be Mashmayim, and there's a, there's some kind of a dasalian of a reason why I do this. But what is it? Why why so many times? So I wanted to suggest a pshat. It's a little bit you know uh, um, you know. I mean, usually I try to say thing al pshat very much. This is also a derech pshat, but it's a little bit getting into higher things. What's uh, like I mentioned a Zoyer. So, it's in Pashas Bereshis, Ramban says that it's impossible to understand what happened in Pashas Bereshis. You read the, the Psukim, and from the Psukim, you're going to try to figure out what happened by, by Sheshmei Bereshis. It's impossible. So, the question is if it's impossible to figure it out, why didn't the Torah just say, If you can't know what it means anyway, so why is it there? So I want to suggest like this. There's a famous Zoyer. famous Zoyer says, that the Bansham wanted to create a world. So he was Everybody knows the desire. You don't have to be a Bokian desire to know the desire, and neither am I. But uh, it's in it's in Pasha's told us. 
So nistakel bara alma. So normally when you hear this there mentioned, the 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 language is that the Torah is a blueprint for the world. But I don't think that's what it means. What is a blueprint? The Bansham made a blueprint, and then when he went to create the world, he looked in the blueprint. Why does he have to look in the blueprint? It's not what it means. What it means is that the Stakel Alma means that he created the world through the Torah. The Torah is what created the world. The Rabbanisham spoke the Mamoras, and the Mimer created the world. That Mimer was Torah. So Torah is the instrument of the creation of the world. Not that he looked and he looked and then he went to create. The Torah created the world. He looked in the Torah and he, that he used the Torah. He activated the Torah and the Torah created the world. It's, it's another, another Zoyer in Pasha's Chuma that says, that the Torah was, the world was created in the Torah, in the Torah. The Torah is the place where the world was created, was in the Torah. So, Bereshit, the Rabbanisham created the world. That the, if, the reason why it says is because that's where the Bria Asylum is happening in the Psukim of Bereshit. These, This is the Torah that's creating the world. These Maimorim, these Psukim, the Rabbanisham said, Yihirakia, when he said that, that Amira created it, and it's in the Torah. So, if it wouldn't say, if we say Bereshit Bar Lakim, it's a Shmai for it's a Yemi Shavaz in Nafash, and the the Yehirakia wouldn't say in the Torah that it wouldn't create the world. It has to be in the Torah because the Torah creates the world. The instrument of the creation was the Torah. That's why it says every pasuk, even though we don't understand what happened, it's not like we're, we, that we would figure out. We don't know what happened. We don't know the process. We don't understand. We can read it and read it and read it, and we'll never figure it out. But it says there because that's where it happened. That's why it says there. Noach didn't build a teva in the Torah. He built it on the street. And the Bansham gave a tzivoy. The Bansham is telling us, I mean, the Torah is telling a story. The Torah, there's a lot of narration, a lot of narrative in the Torah. So the Torah is telling us what happened with, with, uh, with Noyach. And Noyach was told to build a teva. And he, he asked Noyach, Kashiva is Hashem. He built it. But it doesn't have to say the actual construction of the, of the teva in the Torah because it's not being created in the Torah. It's being created on the street. Noach is building on the street. So, Vayas, Kashatziva Hashem, that's enough. You don't need more. But Mashenka, the Bria Sa'ilam, happened in, 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 the, uh, in the Torah. Now, there's a Medrash that says, let me see one second. Oh, this is now, this is something else. Okay, the measure says, oh, here's the measure. Um, so at the end of Pasha's Nosoi, the measure says, Omer, after everything was finished, Omer HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Yikosev Shebiyoyim Zeh Nivra HaOilam. 
creation of the Mishkan, the creation of a Mokim for Hashroas Hashkena, was the Hashlam of the Bria. Until now, there was only the Bria was only the Gashmi. There was no Mokim in the world. A Mokim for the Hashroas Hashkena wasn't there. But you built the Mishkan, then building the Mishkan was the creation of a Mokim for Hashroas Hashkena, and that was the Hashlam of the Bria Sa'ilam. So just like in the Bria Sa'ilam, the original, Kashmir is the Gabriel Sa'ilam, is a Stakel Barai Sabar Alma that is created through the Torah. So in the, in the Binyan Amishkan, you also have a Stakel Barai Sabar Alma that the Torah is the instrument of the creation of the Mishkan. Therefore, every single step that it takes, every single step of the process has to be in the Torah. When the Rabbani Shalom gave the Tzivuy to Moshe, that Tzivuy has to be in the Torah, otherwise it wouldn't work. That has to be in the Torah. The next step was that, that Moshe went and he, and he told it to Klal Yisrael. That also was in the Torah, that Moshe told Klal Yisrael. The next step, whoever he told it to, the Hakel, he told the Klal Yisrael. And the next step was to actually do it. So that also has to be in the Torah. The entire process has to be in the Torah. Every board, every tzipuzov, everything has to be in the Torah. Because if it wouldn't be in the Torah, it would not be effective. I mean, you could put together the boards, but it wouldn't create the Mokim of Ashroas HaShchena. It needs the Koyach to make it a Mokim of Ashroas HaShchena. Therefore, every Pasuk has to be here. Every Baton of the Nesim was part of the Binyan HaMishkan. Every carbon that was brought, putting on the Begodim onto Aaron, everything in the process, from the beginning till the very end, till the end of the Mea Muluim, all, everything that happened during that process was the Binyan HaMishkan, and every single thing that happened to that process has to be in the Torah for order for it to be effective to create a Mokim Vashroas HaShchena. If we would just say, this is the carbon of Nachshna Minodav, and hang this one, hang this one, then the second Matana wouldn't be part of the part of the Binyan. It would just be, uh, the Torah is telling us a story that this one brought something like that. But the actual Matana that the second Nasi brought would not appear in the Torah and therefore it wouldn't be able to be part of the, pas- the process of creating a Mokum Fahashroas Ashkenah. This is what I wanted to say, and this will explain all the repetitions, because every single thing that happened, every single thing that happened, has to appear in the Torah. That would be a stakel b'raisa b'ra'alma. That would be b'raisa isbri alma. The Torah was created. The, the world was created through the Torah. So I sent this to Rav Chaim Kanievsky, and he sent me back this letter. Two lines. Now the two lines. Uh, I'll. I'll I said like this. He gives a mashle. I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's in it's in Vayikra. So he said, Mishkan." I'll call Dover Vidover Shaya Oisa Haya Kaisiv Allah Kasha Tsiva Shemiz Maisha. Amra Kadjbarhu, Kola Kovza Osli Maisha, Fadim Bifnum Bukhus Karla Shikonsla Flyl Fnem, Kachnema Vayikral Maisha. So he says that every single every every that's what yeah, this is I mean he doesn't have the lotion, he says, Bachazal Isa Shemaisha Kosav uh, maybe Marshall. 
this is what he sent me. So, and so I, I'm, I'm assuming that he's, he's agreeing, that he's saying that that's the Pshat in that Medrash, that, that the Shem of the, of the Rabban Shalom has to be on, meaning the Torah. What, what does the Shem of the Rabban Shalom mean? That it's the Torah. So every single thing that he did has to have the Shtemple of the Shmoy Shal Kodesh Baruch Hu, that is the Torah, and therefore if is the Torah, it can be effective to create a Mokum HaShemra and without the repetition, it would only be a narrative, it would only tell us that Vayas Moshe can Hashem, so the only thing that appears in the Torah is the Tzivoy, the Asiyah would not appear in the Torah, and therefore the Asiyah would not be able to be part of the process, and therefore there would not be they would not be, the, it would not have been successful in creating the Mishkan, the Mokum Thank you very much. I appreciate you listening, and I hope to see you next week.